I started the Breaking Money Silence podcast just for that reason, Lisa, because I knew that I knew my perspective. I knew the people around me's perspective of money. But boy, there was so much more out in the world, different viewpoints. And I thought, well, what's the best way to do that? And so I started interviewing people for my book. And what I realized in these interviews was, wait a second, not only is this interesting and really helpful for me, this would be really helpful for all of us in talking more openly and honestly about money. Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. Hi, this is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury from BreakingMoneySilence.com, and I am here with Lisa Danforth from LisaDanforth.com, and we are doing audience slash listeners Q&A from my podcast. And uh, Lisa has been nice enough to help me out with questions that have been submitted. So before we get to those questions, I just want to let everybody know that if you do have a question about the podcast, about making a podcast, about Roger, my awesome sound engineer, uh, about anything about our guests, uh, the process, it doesn't matter. You can ask anything. Uh, <laughs> feel free to email me at kbk at breakingmoneysilence.com with your question, and you might get um, to be on air uh, with one of these next segments. Or you can follow me on Twitter at kbk speaks. I am also on Instagram at Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, my full name. So uh, without further ado, as they say, Lisa Danforth, take it away. So you've got a lot of questions and obviously a lot of listeners. So let me just choose a few of the top ones here. So Samantha wants to know, what was the most surprising or enlightening thing you learned in one of your podcasts or guests interview? Ooh, that's a good one. Cause I've learned so much. I mean, I've been doing this for three years now, every other week we publish a podcast. So that's a lot of content. I'm going to just go with the two things that pop into my mind. I have had an opportunity not only to interview people in the financial services industry and women entrepreneurs, I've also reached out to male allies and, and men that I think really bring something to the table, so to speak. And I had two different interviews with local folks here in Waitsville, Vermont, where I record and uh, where I live. Uh, Clint Bierman from The Grift and Sean Lawson. Uh, from Lawson's Finest. And, and those interviews were really cool because I, I knew them as professionals. I knew them as members of the community, but I got to ask them a little bit more about how they think and feel about money. And what I discovered for both of them, besides they're really awesome guys in very different ways. So I'm bigger fans than I ever was before <laughs> of their music and, and of their beer. And of their beer. Um, love their beer. Uh, but I also discovered that both of them have a big philanthropic side to their life. And so Clint from The Grift, along with the other members of The Grift, every year they host this uh, songwriting camp 
for uh, young teens. And so they come in at the beginning of the week with the idea that they're going to write a song and then perform it on the end of the week. And they teach them music and songwriting and stage presence. And it's, it's just so cool. And so I had no idea that he did that. So that was really neat. Um, when it came to Sean, Sean's brewery had just opened up. And so now, if you know anything about Lawson's, you probably know that they give a large amount of their revenue uh, to good causes in the community. Um, but I got to learn how he decided to do that, what he uh, and his wife did in terms of research, and, and really got to get into the fact that he, at heart, I think, is a research scientist. And so he runs his business in that way. So those two blew me out of the water. They're great men, great male allies for the cause, and just really cool guys. Um, the other person that really comes to mind that really had a profound impact on how I'm working now is Lauren Williams. She is a Olympic gold and silver medalist. She had been in um, several Olympics and had medaled in both winter and summer. And she happens to now work in the financial services industry. And so I had her on as a guest, Lisa. And what really struck me about what she had to say was the idea that we need to think about our money mindsets and we need to think about uh, our thoughts and feelings about money in the context of culture and race. And mm -hmm. while I've known that, um, I would say that like a lot of uh, white privileged people, um, I didn't spend enough time really digging into that and learning about that and understanding where people of different cultures and races were coming from when it gets to their money mindset or their uh, money history or how they think and feel about wealth. So uh, kudos to her. She's a cool, fun, fun person, really knowledgeable, but she opened my eyes and really since then I've made a great commitment, whether I'm standing on stage and doing a keynote, whether I am doing a podcast, I'm developing some workshop material and her impact is shown throughout everything I've done since that interview. So it really, uh, really was a great wake up call for me. So thank you to Sean, Clint and Lauren for, for those aha moments. It's the best part about being a host. You get to learn so much. Yeah. And all of those are just, they're so beautiful and they allow us to look at life our finances and our relationships through a different lens. So for you to be interviewing all of these different people, oh, it's, it's so fun, so exciting to, again, you know, change the lens a little bit. We don't even know that we're living life through the lens, you know, that that's just there when we're not even recognizing it. So to have that different view, that's got to be so cool. Well, and, and, you know, I think somebody had asked in one of the Q&As was, you know, why did I start this? And mm -hmm. so I started the Breaking Money Silence podcast just for that reason, Lisa, because I knew that I knew my perspective. I knew the people around me's perspective of money. But boy, there was so much more out in the world, different viewpoints. And I thought, well, what's the best way to do that? And so I started interviewing people for my book. And what I realized in these interviews was, wait a second, not only is this interesting and really helpful for me, this would be really helpful for all of us in talking more openly and honestly about money. So uh, that's where the original idea came from. And then I have just had so much fun. I keep doing it. <laughs> I've had a great time jumping on with you, definitely. Yes, you had a great episode too. That was a lot of fun. But just I'm really hearing that, you know, really peeling back that veil of judgment and looking at what's going on for us from so many different angles allows us to really be breaking that money silence. And that's just yeah. so, so important. Well, thank you. All right. Ready for the next one? I am. Okay. Lynn asks, what was your aha moment when it came to breaking money silence 
in your own life? Well, I am sitting down and grabbing some water to listen to this one. <laughs> Why do I feel like we should be having wine right now? Okay. Because it's five o'clock somewhere, Kathleen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So first of all, thank you for the question. It, it obviously it's taking, it's a powerful question because it's causing me to be quiet for a minute, which doesn't happen much. There have been a lot of aha moments in my life around breaking money silence. Uh, but when I think about where this all started, I would say that it really started with a conversation I had with a good girlfriend who lives in Boston. And I worked, many of you know, prior to doing what I do now, uh, worked as a mental health counselor and therapist for uh, about 15 years. And so she was from that world. We're still friends, but she's still a therapist, a phenomenal therapist. And so we were at a conference and I was starting to transition out of being a mental health counselor into really looking at the psychology of money and wealth and working in the financial services industry. And my business was so new that we shared a room, right? We're cutting expenses, we're having fun. And we were having a glass of wine, actually. And um, we were laying around having a glass of wine. And she goes to me, she goes, so, you know, how many consulting gigs or how many clients do you have? And what kind of money are you making? And, you know, she really wanted to know what my salary was, what my money was. And what I love about my friend Beth is she's very direct. So these weren't like, you know, there was no coming around the corner. Oh. It was like, boom, what are you making? <laughs> and so I deflected maybe two or three times. And then I said, really, Beth, I literally was this good of a person. I said, Beth, back off. I said, why do you want to know my income? That's like my business. And she stops. And this is why we're great friends. She goes, that's not what I meant at all. She goes, in my family, we ask each other about our incomes and our salary because we show that we care. And if you needed money while you're opening this consulting practice, I'm more than happy to give you some. And I was like, so first of all, blown away at the time. This was many years ago because that's not how my family thought of it, obviously with my reaction. And I remember just having that first aha moment of like, wow, everybody doesn't think and feel about money like I was raised to think and feel about money. And so many conversations followed. I always give her kudos. I think she's mentioned in absolutely every one of my books because it was such a huge aha moment for me. And I really thank her and her directness. And so we laugh about that nowadays. And she's like, I can't believe you're traveling internationally, talking about money and having these conversations. And it all started with me being a little nosy. And I said, it did. So, so that is my biggest aha moment um, in breaking money silence. And she, she changed my life as she continues to do. She's a great support. There's that same thread within the lens, right? Looking at the lens through your family, through her family. And when we look at a different lens, it really creates better and different questions. So that's Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. So I'm going to leave it at that. I, I'll save another story for another time. Thank you. That was great. I loved hearing that. All right. Leah writes in and she says, you have indicated that you are the female breadwinner in your family. Hmm. How does this impact your relationship and what tips do you have for other female breadwinners on breaking money silence with their partners? Who that is, Leah, that spot on girl. <laughs> you go girl. Okay. Ooh, this is another good question because she's another powerful. good, powerful question. So being a female breadwinner, the reason I paused is, um, you know, this, this particular video will live on, but currently while we are recording it, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 
pandemic. And so I am recording at home. Lisa's recording at home. My husband is now my coworker. And because of the type of business that I do, while I'm still doing really great work, there's been a dip in my income. So um, power dynamics are shifting a little bit through this crisis. So they're a little bit different. But what my husband and I have done over the course of our marriage and our lives together is we have done what's called a seesaw marriage where so there's a time where he makes more, there's a time where I make more and it goes back and forth. And ultimately how both of us view it is we are a team in this together. However, when I have been the one making substantially more than he's been making, I have noticed that the power dynamic changes. And um, I don't know if it changes for him, to be honest with you. That's probably a conversation we have to have. Um, but I know for me that if I'm bringing in two thirds of the income and I am working really, really hard and he's out there biking and skiing and buying new equipment, that at some point I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, right? And so then I have to sit and go, well, what is that about? Why can't I be more generous? Why is it that it has to be 50-50? And really looking at my own money history for that. But I think that it's the power dynamic that's different. And I've done a lot of research around female breadwinners and finance and what they want from their advisors. And, you know, all the female breadwinners out there were not like all sitting together with all the same thoughts and beliefs and ideas. But in general you know, one of the things that it does raise is if you are going against traditional gender roles around money or just work, then it's having conversations about those. And so we have had many conversations and many um, actually fun times over the fact that he really does tend to take on more of what's the traditional female roles. Lisa knows this, he cooks, he does all the cooking. Um, I do the finance. And uh, we certainly talk about it together, but I'm the primary lead. And so I think it's having conversations about what is that power dynamic? How do we make financial decisions? Does it change when he's making more versus when I'm making more? It doesn't change, just internally I change a little bit. And so what I encourage all female breadwinners to do is just kind of really examine your relationship with money, what it's like to have that financial power, and also I know for me, it's appreciating things that aren't related to finance. The fact that he fixed my bike, the fact that cars just show up and I never have to go look at one. I've never bought a toaster since we've been married because he loved, he's an engineer, loves to do that research. So looking at all the other ways in which the person is contributing to the team, I think is important. So Lisa, you tell me if I answered that because I know I kind of did a broad brush. No, I think you did it beautifully. And what's coming to my mind is really communication right? Transparency, connection, curiosity, coming to the table to have the conversation, whether it's with money, whether it's with absolutely anything is going to benefit you in any relationship that you have with, that you have with yourself, with your spouse Mm -hmm. and with your money as well. Well, and, and I, I think that's the case. I also appreciate that we don't have kids. So I think there's this added dynamic when there's childcare and figuring out the childcare and who's picking up the kids, who's taking care of the kids. Uh, but I think it falls in that whole realm of being transparent, having the conversations and knowing, I think this is the most important thing I want to leave you with, is knowing that it is a series of conversations. It's not like once you have this conversation. It's each time there's a change (laughs) in the dynamic or that you're starting to feel something, you bring it up and you have another talk about it. Um, So whether my husband likes it or not, tonight (laughs) we're talking about how he feels when he's making more because currently that's the case. 
So Kathleen, I have one question that is just been, you know, in my head as you've been chatting is, is there one golden thread, one sort of message that really comes through all of these conversations or predominantly these conversations that you're having, whether it's on the podcast with your clients, with colleagues, with your husband? <laughs> uh, that's a great, you always have great questions. I think the golden thread or what I've noticed that's through all the interviews and the work that I'm doing is that in order to break money silence and in order to engage in these conversations, you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to come into, yeah, the dialogue, being willing to not, being willing to not be perfect, to not have all the answers, to not, you know, know what the outcome's going to be, but to take a risk that you care enough about that person to engage. And so certainly with my husband, um, with my elderly father, with my friends, I mean, I care about all of them. And so I'm willing to be vulnerable. Um, but what I am really honored to be part of is every time somebody comes into my studio, whether it's live or via Zoom and engages in a money conversation with me, they are being vulnerable with me and they are being vulnerable with my audience to show that it's okay if you've made a mistake, it's okay if you don't have it all figured out, but that we're all in this together. And so I think that it's not something I've ever thought about before your question, but it really is that vulnerability. Um, and so I hope we can just continue to be real with each other and continue to have these conversations. Beautiful, really. Golden thread, vulnerability. Mic drop on that one, folks. <laughs> and so thank you so much, Lisa, for the Q&A today. We're going to have to uh, end, but please, everybody out there, feel free to buy my book, Breaking Money Silence, uh, to ask a question at uh, kvk at breakingmoneysilence.com is how you'd email me the question. You can subscribe to the podcast um, at breakingmoneysilence.com as well. And I want to very, very much put in a plug for my great Q&A host, Lisa Danforth. So tell us one more time where we can find out more about you. you I like to make it really easy. LisaDanforth.com. Ah, that's why we get along, the simplicity. simplicity. I love that. Elegant simplicity. Well, thanks again, Lisa. It's been really fun to have this conversation and thanks for breaking money silence with me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information, or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.